We are on Ksubis Ayin Vav Amid Bays 76b, uh, towards the middle of the page, and hopefully we will complete this Gemara and begin a new daf, the last daf of the seventh chapter, the seventh parak, um, next week, and we will begin a new Mishnah. Um, so just a, a brief uh, introduction to the next part of the Gemara, really just a recap of what we previously did, and then we'll continue with the question that the Gemara has is that we quoted the opinion of Shmuel. Shmuel was discussing the case of what happens if there is a sale. Basically, I am buying a cow, and I'm giving away my chamor, I'm giving away my donkey. I pull the cow, and then afterwards you find out that the donkey died. We don't know when the donkey died. If the donkey died before I pulled the cow, so then it's not a good sale, because the assumption was that I would be giving away a, a donkey which is alive. If it happened afterwards, so then that's tough luck. That happened after the completion of the sale. And Shmuel, so we don't know what to do. So Shmuel in the end says that the one who pulled the cow, uh, it's the burden of proof is upon him to say that, to prove that the donkey was really alive at the time of the pulling of the cow. Uh, and uh, we gave, and we discussed why this would be. Why, why is it that the burden of proof is placed upon uh, the one who pulled the cow? And perhaps the idea is that he doesn't really have full he doesn't really have full control or ownership over the cow uh, because he he doesn't have a real claim. He doesn't have a claim that he, what we refer to as a tainas vadai, uh, a taina, a claim with uh, certainty. He has no idea what happened. He It's an objective question, so he has no idea what happens. He cannot make a claim with certainty, and therefore the burner proof is placed upon him. So the Gemara will now ask a question based on this, uh, and essentially, because of this question, sort of reject our original understanding of Shmuel, which is important. We're eventually going to reject that understanding of Shmuel uh, because of this question, and then the Gemara will conclude uh, with a new understanding of Shmuel. So asks the Gemara, Mesevei, what happens in the following situation? This is not discussing, um, uh, it will discuss a sale in a minute, but it's discussing uh, what happens if an animal is a trefa, is an animal which uh, has a certain uh, problem that it's not going to survive the year, 12 months, and therefore it's not a kosher animal. So how do we determine this? Let's say there's a needle found in the thick wall of the second stomach of the animal. If it's only pierced by one side, it's not a trefa, it is still kosher. But if it goes through it, through the wall completely, that hole, so then trefa, then it is no longer kosher. Now, we have to sometimes figure out well, when did this hole happen? When exactly did this happen? Was it before, um, before the uh, the slaughtering, or after the slaughtering, or, or how long before? Well, let's say it was sold to a butcher. Uh, so, if it was sold to a butcher already at the time that it became a trefa, we already knew that it was a trefa. So then, that wouldn't be a good sale. So that's how it leads to our discussion. It's a question. We don't know uh, if this happened. How how further back do we go? So nimtalek koredam. If there's a drop of congealed blood on top of it. So then we know that uh, the needle went through before the slaughtering. But if there's no drop of blood found on it, so then, then it happened after the slaughtering. So therefore the animal would be kosher. Meaning, if it happened after the slaughtering, the animal is kosher. At the time of the slaughtering, they didn't have this hole, and therefore the animal would be kosher. Last case is let's say there's a scab over the wound. So then, we know that this, this this needle made a hole already three days before the slaughtering. Three days before, which means 
that if the butcher bought it within the last three days, it would not be viewed as a valid sale. Let's say we don't have a scab over the wound, and um, the seller then claims that the animal was injured after the sale. Um, so we say, that the burner proof rests upon the person who's trying to extract money. This is a, a very vague language here. I think Mara is going to try to figure out what exactly we're we talking about here. Uh, who's trying to extract from whom? Um, is it the butcher who's trying to get his money back? Or are we talking about, and now the butcher trying to get his money back, but it's uh, where the owner of the cow uh, or the owner of the animal is trying to make sure that the butcher takes the animal, that this is really yours. So says the Gemara, So what exactly is the case? If the case is where the butcher, again, the butcher is acquiring this uh, this animal, uh, and then we find out, or we're not even sure, uh, if it's uh, if it was kosher at the time of the sla- of the slaughtering or even of the sale, I'm not sure if it was kosher at the time of the sale. So, if the butcher gave money, and that would, that's what Hamotzi Mechaber Lavrai means, it means that the butcher now he now wants to say that no, this is not a good sale because it's unclear whether or not it was kosher at the time of the sale. So give me back my money. So he's saying, give me back my money. Well, Hamotzi Mechaber Lavrai that no, if he wants his money back, he has to bring a proof. He has to prove that it wasn't a kosher animal. This is a case of doubt. We're not sure whether this was a kosher animal at the time of the sale, within the three days before it was given over. We don't know if it was a kosher animal. So the burden of proof is upon the butcher, at least at this stage of the Gemara, to prove that uh, that it really was not a good sale. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. We just said in Shmuel, in a totally different case, in the case of Shmuel where uh, the donkey died, and we didn't know if it was before or after the pulling of the cow, the, the completion of the sale. And in that case, who has the burden of proof? Who has to bring the burden of proof? It's on the, it's on the seller. It's on the seller. The owner of the donkey has to prove that the donkey was alive the entire time during the pulling of the cow. And therefore, he has to bring the proof uh, in order for him to keep the cow. So why do we say in our case that the butcher has to bring a proof that it really was not a good sale and therefore he should get his money back for purchasing the cow? No, the burden of proof should not be on the uh, person who bought it. It should be on the person who is selling it. That's that. It should be on that person. So the Gemara says no. The case is where the butcher did not give money. The butcher did not give money. Therefore, when it says, I love Raya, it's really going on the seller. The seller is claiming money from the butcher. And in order for him to get the money from the butcher, so he has to prove it. He has to prove that it was a good sale. So that would fit with Shmuel. Because basically it's the seller who has to bring the proof to say that this was really a good sale. Just like by Shmuel, he has to prove that it was a good sale, that the donkey was alive at the time of the sale, and that it was a good sale. So it's over here, he would have to bring that proof that it's a good sale. The big question though is my Pascha. The Gemara asks, basically, how do you know that that's the case of this Brisa? Again, the Brisa just says, uh, we don't know uh, whether or not, uh, uh, how far back we go to say that there was a hole uh, and, and, the, and there, in the stomach and therefore, in the walls of the stomach, and therefore uh, the animal is a trefa, and therefore it wasn't a good sale to the butcher. We don't know. Maybe it was a good sale to the butcher, maybe it wasn't. We don't know when this happened. So um, the Gemara basically asks, 
if it's re- really referring to a very limited case, it's referring to a case where the butcher did not give money, and now we're talking about the idea is Hamotim Yichav El has to bring proof, uh, the, the seller has to bring proof that it was a good sale, that uh, there was no hole at the time of the sale, uh, so then, in order for him to receive the money, so then why does the Bryce not phrase it like that? Why does the Bryce just say, a general rule, Hamotim Yichav El that you have to bring proof, it should say explicitly, the cases where the butcher didn't pay yet, and the seller is trying to extract money from him, so then the burden of proof is on the seller. But that's not what the that's not what the Mishnah says. The Mishnah just says it as a general rule, a general rule that Hamotzi Milchavera Lavarai is seemingly independent of of whether or not uh, the buyer, the butcher, actually gave money. So that's the big question. And based on that question, the Gemara says as follows: Amar says, based on this, no, we're flipping everything around. Shmuel never actually said this. My brother said he said this. They were brothers, Rami and uh, Yehuda were brothers. And he says, my brother said this in the name of Shmuel, but it's not really true. This is really what Shmuel said. Shmuel did not say that the burden of proof is placed upon uh, the seller, is placed upon the owner, the original owner of the the one who... who um, who wants the sale to take place. Um, no, that's not what he said. Rather, this is what Shmuel said. No, the Shmuel basically said that whichever domain the suffix, the questionable situation comes up, they have to bring the burden of proof. It's a, they, they have the burden of proof. They have to bring proof that it really was a good sale or wasn't a good sale. It depends on where it came up. And the proof is from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is parallel to that, which it is. Because our mission says, well, if it's during the halakhic engagement, so then the father of the bride has to bring a proof that uh, the blemish only occurred after the engagement. But if she's fully married and now is in the rishus, uh, living within the domain of the husband, so then the husband has to prove that the blemish actually happened prior to engagement. So our mission is, in fact, a proof to this idea that it depends on where, depending on where the, the suffix, the questionable situation comes up, so then the burden of proof would be on different people. So then the Gemara explains, Basically, the Gemara says, oh, what about this whole case of the of the needle in the in the stomach of the of the animal to make it a trefa? We don't know when exactly this happened. We don't know if it's a valid sale or not, because if it was not kosher, it wouldn't be a valid sale. So the Gemara basically says, it asks, if he didn't give money... So therefore, what it's saying is that who's that going on that you have to bring proof if you want to extract? It's going on the seller. The seller wants his money. He wants his money to. Uh, 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 he wants his money because this is a this is a good sale. But why? Why is the burden of proof on him? Where did the suffix come up? The suffix came up. The questionable situation came up in the possession of the butcher. The butcher t- t- took a look and saw that this uh, seems like a trefa. It seems like it's uh, not a kosher animal. Then he was just trying to figure out how far back we go. So therefore, really, the burden of proof should be on the butcher, not on the seller, because the whole question came up by the butcher. So the Gemara answers, no. The case is really of the Mishnah. is a case where he gave money, unlike what we said originally. But the case is where he gave money. And therefore, since he gave money, the burner proof is placed upon the butcher to prove that it wasn't a good sale and that really he deserves his money back. Um, and the reason why the burden of proof is placed on him is because that's where the suffix came about. That's where the questionable situation came about. Uh, so then that all makes sense with Shmuel. That's, uh, that's all makes sense with Shmuel. Oh, my Pascal. So then if that's the case, the Gemara asked the same question that I had earlier. So then why do we limit the Brysa specifically to a case where the butcher paid money 
What the the Bryce seems to be talking about? Either case, and either way, Tzimur says no. Stamad the Melsa Kamadaliyav inche Zuzelo Yahiv inche Chevasa. No, because it's trying to tell us that in a normal situation, you only get your animal if you actually give money. If you didn't give money, you're not getting the animal. So the fact that he has the animal and it's in his possession, that's the whole point. The whole point is to tell us that he already gave the money. He gave the money, and therefore he wants to get his money back. If he wants to get his money back because the suffix, the questionable situation came about in his domain, he has to bring proof. Okay, that's the end of that discussion. We just have a few more lines till the next Mishnah. Uh, the, the Gemara now quotes from the, the earlier Mishnah, it's, the Chachamim say that uh, we only uh, have a problem, again, we're going back to the blemish story, and whether there was a blemish before the halakhic engagement, if there was a blemish before the halakhic engagement, so then it's invalid engagement, if it was afterwards, so then it is valid, but the Chachamim say this only applies to blemishes which are hidden, but if it's something which is visible, so then this doesn't apply, and we said even Rameyer agrees, um, maybe he disagrees about the bathhouse situation, but he also agrees that if it's visible, then it's the the, the burner proof is is placed uh, upon uh, upon you. We assume that uh, if it's if it's if your claim which is visible, um, so then he should have known about it already. So the Gemara says, well, what about the following case? If it's a case of an epileptic or somebody who's having seizures, that's viewed as a hidden blemish because it's possible nobody finds out about it. It is possible nobody finds out about it. But the Gemara says we're now on Ein Zayin Amidal seventy seven a. This is only true if we could, if the person knows when it's coming. They know when it's coming, when they're having their seizures, unfortunately, terrible situation. They know when it's coming, and therefore they're going to make sure they're not in public. Therefore, nobody will find out about it. But if it's not uh, a set amount of time, it's not in a regular uh, time period, so then, really it is viewed as something which is a, a blemish for the public because he can never stop it uh, at some point, or she I can never stop it, and uh, it will become revealed, and people will find out that she uh, has seizures, and that would be something which is for the public. The fact that he got married anyways, so then he accepted it. He accepted it, and he wanted to get married. Um, and therefore, the burner proof is placed upon him to prove that, that no, that either he didn't know about it, or um, he didn't realize, uh, he, he never made this promise to it, so the burner proof is really placed upon him. So again, it's always important to know that if it's something which is an open Open blemish. It's an open issue. So then the burden proof, they have to, they, they should have known about it already. They should have known about it already. Um, and the fact that they didn't, so then that's not going to cause the marriage to just end. But uh, he has to prove. He has to prove that there really was a blemish there and that he really cared about that blemish being there. Okay, we're up to the next mission on Ayn Zayn, 77a. And we'll begin that in next week's class.